audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. We're glad you could join us on American RVer. In this show, we meet up with Dave Hughes and Judy Stoller in a South Carolina Thousand Trails Park. Peg asked them about their two-year full-time adventure so far. Next, Peg once again returns to the RV kitchen and puts together a delicious meal called Cowboy Crock-Pop Beans. Please enjoy this edition of American RVer. Welcome to this edition of American RVer. I'm Peggy Gritch. We're so glad you joined us today. We are in South Carolina and there's a nice little uh, shower going on today. So. They are in a drought, so they do need a little bit of rain, so I guess that's okay. And joining me today are some full-timers, Dave and Judy. We're gonna to talk to them a little bit about how they decided to become full-timers and what's the best and the worst of full-time RVing. Thanks for joining me today, Dave and Judy. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, well, full-timers for two years, is that what I understand? Just a little over two years. Yeah, what made you decide to move into an RV? Oh, we, um. We had a house and all the trappings of successful adulthood in Southern California, but we wanted to travel. Okay. We didn't want to rent out our house. Okay. Because tenants tend to tear up houses pretty good. You hear good things and you hear bad things about being an absentee landlord. Well, we had a condo, so we had been landlords for a long time, and yeah. <laughs> right. You, you stay right on top of them or they'll take advantage take advantage so right. we just decided that the best thing to do was to sell all of this stuff and to buy pay cash for an RV so we didn't walk away with a whole bunch of debt mm -hmm. and go travel which is what we've been doing oh great it's been wonderful yeah what yeah. what do you think Dave has been the very best part about living in an RV full-time I our maiden voyage and bear in mind, we're new to the RV. The RV was new to us. Because you'd never RV'd before. Not in something this big. We gotcha. had a little pop-up. We had a pop-up yeah, trailer. So, I mean, that okay. don't count. Right, know. right. But we took the maiden voyage to Alaska. That was your first trip? That was our first trip. Oh, my goodness. And we had been talking about this for years and years and years. We decided that's where we're going. But the most memorable thing was we're up in the Yukon. We drove up through British Columbia, which is fabulous went through the Yukon coming up over a crest of a hill and we're at the very top of a fairly large or a very small mountain and looking out over hundreds as it appeared you could see a hundred mile with not one road one power pole it oh. was just all nature and that and the glaciers just have burned a spot in my mind that to me is you know, aside from the people and places, that right. right there is just kind of glued into my mind. Sort of just seeing the whole wonderful it's world the, without it being spoiled by man. Well, and, you, and you get to do that here. Right. You, you know, when you're mobile, you get to go see all kinds of good things. And I think that's the thing we enjoy most. Um, you know, it was hard giving up all the things. So this is the worst part. Yeah. Giving up the things. 
Well, but the you stuff. Know, we kept the stuff that was really, really important. The pictures and you know the, the little thing. But the other stuff, you can go to any thrift store, any Kmart, any any right. Walmart, and any replace store. it like that. Right. And so, what you can't replace is going and seeing the glacier, or going and meeting fine people and having conversations around a campfire. That you won't get in a city, which we were in. We're in the we come from the San Diego County area, second largest on the West Coast. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of wonderful things to do there, but not as much as we found not being there. So we really truly enjoy the travel. We we consider ourselves not full timers, we're full time vacationers. You know, okay. We're vacationers without a schedule. You know, we found that we played for two years and then we got jobs. Oh, did you? <laughs> you know, to give yeah. us something, well, to pay for expenses and all yeah. of that. And a lot of people do the work camping yeah. as well in order to not only give them a purpose or give them something to do, but it helps them settle a little bit for a little bit of time. Well, and we're beginning to think maybe we'd like to camp host. Mm-hmm. Or right, because you get like the that. experience of the campground. Yeah. You're in one place for a longer period of time. You can see that right. area in more detail. But we still have a couple of family obligations that we have to go back for that mm -hmm. won't allow us to stay mobile yet. Now, how crazy did your kids think you were when they're, you decided to move into the RV? They're almost sure we're loonies as Goonie Tunes. <laughs> and that, you know, that was because we had the American dream. We still do. You know, we had what they consider the American dream. The house, the trappings, the stuff. And it just, I guess when we both hit our 60s, it wasn't that important to keep it anymore. Right. So now simplifying your life is more important. It is. It is. I can recount the, uh, he was a 72-year-old man. We met before our maiden voyage to Alaska and his wife was 72. They'd been on the road for 19 years. Wow. And apparently, we believe uh, or suspect that the kids said, you know, you're getting too old for this stuff. You know, buy a house, you know. <laughs> okay, they did. And nine months later, they said, to heck with this. We're getting another RV and getting out of here. <laughs> and that's where we met them. Okay. And the, the, the individual's name was Bill Bailey. 72-year-old, and I just hope I'm that sprying and tomorrow, you know, right. <laughs> he and his wife the same way. But he said to me, he goes, Dave, you know, he knew what we we're headed for. He goes, Dave, see it while you can, because you can never go back. And to him, you know, and we were talking further was if you don't do it, you never will. Right. And, and that's kind of what we, you know, we we're doing it. Not that we won't come back because we often make plans to do just that. And it comes from, you know, do it. And that's what we're doing. Because no one can take those memories away oh, from no. you and the things no, that you've right. seen. We've right. gotten to the point where we don't even take as many pictures because, you know, you show somebody a picture, what is that? Well, that's an alligator. Where, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, you know, we do, we do a lot of flipping backwards. We're gonna, you know, we'll go back to Florida come the fall this year. Okay. Because we want to go see this, uh, a launch at the Space Center. SpaceX. Oh, great. The Falcon Heavy, the first big one by SpaceX. Yes. And why? Well, 
Because we can. Because we can. It interests me to no end. We were down to the Kennedy Space Center and always mm -hmm. wanted to go there. And as, as an engineer, it was my mecca. It was, you know, where, where all things electronic and science came from. And we're down there, and we were both just totally floored on how awesome it was. And They're uh, so big. Yeah. They're <laughs> so big. Yeah. And, and I think the first day we went out to the um, Apollo center out mm -hmm. and away took a bus, bus ride, ride. Bus ride mm -hmm. comes with a ticket. but mm -hmm. the second the second day we were there we did atlantis and atlantis just blew us both away oh no kidding the space yeah. shuttle it yes. just um and the guy standing there going welcome to atlantis welcome to atlantis and shoveling everybody in the doors and it just was um it took your breath away that the the things they took the pictures out of the space shuttle and mm -hmm. and you you stand there and you think, as a teenager, I watched them walk on the moon and right. thought that was pretty phenomenal. Right. And there we were standing there seeing all this stuff. Yeah. Right. It's so funny, as a kid, I can remember going out because Sputnik was going to be overhead. And you see this little light. Dot, yeah. Ooh, you know? <laughs> and and to, to see the things we've done, and it was just... So that's why we're going back because we can, and it, just to see them, you know, launch this rocket, which is the next step. And so, is this how you plan your travels? Oh, I'd like to see. It is. And then you go. Yeah. It is. And getting halfway there, we may change. You know, for something that's more interesting, and you know, or they may have canceled this because of whatever. Mm -hmm. But we're flexible, and that's the, one of the keys. Is don't cast your, your, your travels in concrete because if it doesn't go the way you've planned it, you'll just end up being disappointed. Right. Because between here and there, you might find a hundred very interesting things. Be open right. to it. Right. Yeah. I think that's good advice for anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No matter so how you live your life, if you're in an RV or if you're in a yeah. full-time job. One of the things we try and do is plan an itinerary for six months at a time. We don't plan a year. Okay. It's too hard for us for a year because it takes us a month sometimes to plan out six months mm -hmm. worth of travel. Does that mean you're planning where you're going to stop and what we you're going to see? We do. A general direction. For example, yeah. one thing we have hard planned is we don't want to be in Canada or Alaska in December. You know, <laughs> okay, that's, that's an easy not, one. There is no negotiation because <laughs> it's just too darn cold. Right. We've discovered we don't really even like to be in Colorado in October because it got really cold. We finally ended up going to get an electric blanket this year. Okay. We didn't have an electric blanket, so we were really cold in the winter. Right. And the kitties were cold. You know, remember, we travel with two cats and two dogs. Yes. And two Siberian Huskies. Yes. And what are your cats? Himalayans. Himalayans. Yes. Yes. And, oddly enough, all four of them enjoy the travels. The uh -huh. cats get to, you know, they, they were rescue cats that were, long story short, they were just closeted and that's their world. Mm. And then they were introduced to the, the RV and was huge compared to their standards. And they, they've, that's home, you know, they, and they just get to run back and forth and they look out the window at birds. 
Oh, love, do they? They love them birds. <laughs> so the bird so feeders. So you have bird feeders, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> bird feeders are always set up so that the cats can sit on their heaty pad. They have a heating pad that sits in the passenger side window. Oh, okay. And there they sit and watch the birds and <laughs> meh, 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 meh at the birds. So. So they have their entertainment and you have your entertainment. Yes. Yeah, the cats. Now, how about these Siberian Huskies? That's a pretty big dog to and to have two of them well, in an RV. How do you manage that? They they find their place. They're you know the thing with the they're a work dog, you know, and we both have mobility issues, so they're our service dogs. Oh, okay. And so they go with us everywhere, and they do their job all the time, and they have adapted, become used to it. In fact, like walking around seeing new things, smelling new things. Um, I have a little female, and the other day we were out in one of the back trails, and we had, to, we had to take mom and brother, the other Siberian, out on the trail that we had found, and they, they like exploring. They, they love meeting people, mm -hmm. and probably the two most photographed Huskies I've ever seen. Well, they are beautiful dogs. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they really they're are. They're special. Right. And, you know, I think the important thing is, is we both have disabilities, both of us, hmm. and those dogs help us control those disabilities. Okay. We have seen a lot of RVers, I don't know whether they're full-time or not, with service animals. Hmm. And almost, almost always you hear, but the dog helps me do this. Huh. And so um, that's one of the things that's so nice. And yeah, they're big dogs. And as we were beginning to look at our RV, we kept going up in size. And after we got in 36 feet, we thought, oh God, we probably should have bought 40 feet. <laughs> oh, no kidding. But, you, but you we, wanted, you, well, you we wanted- You do, you get used to your space. Yeah. And Just like your to cats got used yeah. to your space. And we wanted to be small enough that we could get in state parks still. Right. And 36 will do that. Yes. 40 right. feet 40 will not. is tough. Yeah. yeah. You've got overhanging branches. You've got yeah. tight little corners yeah. in some of those places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, and we have stayed in some beautiful state parks. Yeah. So, one that's so. awesome. One of the delightful surprises to us is we're, we bought this configured for a purpose. It's some of the newer coaches and stuff are fully electric for those that want that. And you have a generator and so on and so on. But we got this as uh, with propane, so we have a propane stove, propane heat, mm -hmm. and we also have solar. And mm -hmm. what we like to do is what they call dry camping or boondocking. Right. And we do because we're equipped to do it. And going up through Canada with some of the provincial parks were just unbelievable. There, there were huge lakes, and you'd be right on the lake. Oh, nice it sounds sites. beautiful. They, you know, nice sites, <clears throat> and the Canadian website will. Um, tell you whether you're too big to get go into it and they'll mm -hmm. help you find what matches and uh, it, it just raging rivers and it was just that right. was such a delightful surprise it was yeah so and the best thing for you the best thing is they give you free wood okay some of the parts <laughs> At some of it helps yeah. them and it helps you yeah, yeah. yeah. okay well, so the bucket, you know? uh, <laughs> to wrap things up what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about full timing or even six month timing? Well, just do it. You know, just, just do Nike, just do it. And then if you don't, 
we sat and we watched RVs for a long time. We had this little pop-up tent trailer right. that we would sit in. Broken trailer. It was okay. very broken. It take it took us hours and hours to set it up, <laughs> you know. But we sat and watched people and looked at what was going to be best for us. And then we just decided we were just. You can always replace the things. Right. We can sell this. We can <clears throat> buy some property. We can. Mm-hmm. But just do it. Um, okay. Just try it. Yeah. And then if you See don't if you like, like it, it, you can always go back. Like back to nothing is set in stone. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing is, is don't, I don't care what brand you buy, how much you pay, new, used, they are never perfect. And the joke is, is you're driving a mobile earthquake, so they're always falling apart. So have screwdrivers. Yeah. Know? So be prepared for oh, yeah. maintenance, but do it. Just go out and experience the country. You don't seem to complain as much. Right, right. And that's one thing that we just kind of see humorous. You know, these people will complain about having to do something on an RV that just does nothing but shake going down the road right. because they do. Right, yeah. Well, thanks for taking a couple minutes out of your rainy morning just to talk with us. We you're appreciate welcome. it. All right. Now we get to go vacuum the floors. Oh, that's because you have two Siberian Huskies and two yes. Himalayas. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more of American RVer in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Peg in the RV Kitchen. Want to replace your halogen or fluorescent lights with cool, energy-efficient LEDs? Then check out www.ledrvlighting.com. They specialize in interior LED RV lighting. With low prices, a good selection, and fast delivery, you can't beat them. You can even get LED tubes that directly replace your fluorescent lights, quick and easy. Go to www.ledrvlighting.com, your best source for RV LED lights. On this American RVer cooking segment, I'm going to make cowboy crockpot beans. Now this is a favorite recipe from my family. My brother, my late brother, used to make this and I always loved his baked beans. So I found a recipe that looked a lot like his. I'm hoping it'll come out exactly the same. The first thing we're going to do is brown our ground beef and onions. Of course, there's no good crockpot bean recipe that doesn't have onions in it. So we're going to brown that up until the meat is no longer pink and those onions are translucent. That's our first step. Then we're basically going to mix in all of our beans and a couple of other ingredients. I'm going to put the uh, hamburger with the um, onions in a bowl. And typically you could add this right to your crock pot, but I actually have a pretty small crock pot and I'm not sure everything is going to fit. So even though I've actually halved this recipe, I want to mix it all in the bowl because I, I don't want to get stuck and have it half in the uh, crock pot and then the rest doesn't fit. To my beans, I'm adding uh, red kidney beans. Of course, any bean dish has to have the red kidney beans. And believe it or not, I'm adding pork and beans to this. Now, all of the beans have been drained. They were canned beans, except for one can of the pork and beans. I left the liquid in that. And then I have some cannelloni beans. And so you can see this is a pretty good sized pot of uh, beans and ground beef. So I'm just going to mix those up a little bit. 
and of course I'm going to add bacon. Now I previously cooked my my bacon in my microwave convection oven and believe it or not if you have a sharp microwave convection oven there is a sensor cook at the top and number seven is for bacon and all these years we've lived in the, in the RV nine years I have never used that sensor cook for bacon and I've never been really happy with how that came out well I tell you what I used it today and my bacon was perfect so I actually cooked my, my uh, bacon in the microwave. I'm adding that to my mixture. And now we have to add the good stuff. So to this mixture, I am going to add uh, some molasses, yellow mustard, and brown sugar. And basically, we're looking at a cup of light brown sugar, a half a cup of molasses, and three tablespoons of the yellow mustard. So let me start with the molasses. Oh, that smells so good. Makes me think of uh, ginger snaps and ginger cake, gingerbread. I'm gonna have to get some more apparently. So half a cup of molasses. We'll just call it good right there. Pour that in. And what you're gonna do is you're actually gonna cook this in the crock pot for four hours on high or you're going to cook it for eight hours on low. So let me get my yellow mustard. We need three tablespoons for that. There's one. Oh, this looks so good. I think that you could use a spicy, a spicy brown mustard for this as well and it would just add just that much more flavor. I happen to have the yellow mustard in the refrigerator so that's what I picked to use. And then we need a cup of the brown sugar. And I know about how much a cup is, so I'm really just gonna pour it in. You can measure it. But that's the sweetness that's going to make these beans taste so good when they're done. And we're just gonna mix everything up. I thoroughly mixed this ahead of time before I put it in my crock pot, because I can tell you right now, all of that is not gonna fit in here. So I will just make some of it now, and when that is done, I will then go ahead and make some more. So maybe what I'll do is the uh, beans on high for four hours, and that way I can make a, another set uh, when that's done. So I'm basically just gonna put that in my crock pot, clean up any spills, and Turn it on for four hours at high. So at the end of four hours, you are going to have a beautiful dish to serve to your family or to bring to a potluck or some other kind of gathering. For this recipe, go to AmericanRVer.com and we'll see you next time.